You're listening to the Sci-Fidelity Podcast, episode 92, Rufy Rawl. The Sci-Fidelity Podcast is intended for a mature audience, and listener discretion is advised. In this episode, we talk about Star Trek The Next Generation and how one half-betazoid is pretty much a Mr. Creeper. It's like Wreck-It Ralph, only less family-friendly. Right, Brian, <laughs> tell your story. Start your story with I went to a con and they didn't suck no dick no more, and I was all pissed. <laughs> Hold up, is that what happens at Doctor Who conventions? Because <laughs> holy shit, I need to start going to Doctor Who convention. Shit, it, John Barrowman was there, yeah. it was amazing. Do- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Doctor Who conventions, yeah. there's yeah, a lot yeah. of sonic screwdriver condoms. Oh my yes. god, oh, oh, it's dirty, they vibrate and everything. Do they call it Sonic Screwdriver? Is that what the name of that kind of brand is? There's also an alcoholic beverage called a Sonic Screwdriver, but don't get them mixed up. Because they both go in your mouth, but for different reasons. Here's why you don't want to use Sonic Screwdriver condoms. Because they don't work on wood. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That needs to be on a t-shirt. But they are bigger on the inside than on the outside. Oh, Jesus. Which is largely unfortunate. Yeah, that, that helps nobody at all. Look, it's 14 inches on the inside, but the shell is is a micro penis. Well, fuck. He's a grower, it's not a also, shower. It's also rectangular. I don't know why. It well, makes, it used to be you, able to it used to be able to change shapes, but then back in 1963, we materialized in London, and now it's just stuck in the shape in this shape all okay. the time. If it's if it's well, I've seen it in your hands ass. quite a bit, so maybe you should just stop playing with it. Are you fucking Gumby? Is that what's yeah. going down? It makes a funky noise so. when it shows up, though. So, so you know it's there, and it's time you know to do what? its thing. I think I'm gonna call it. Welcome to the Cyberdelity Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian. God damn it! <laughs> and coming in last. It's me. I'm Steve. Right, I took the so Patrick lesson. If you listened to 91, I learned to wait. Let all of these fuckers fight to get their name in and slide right in. Oh, God. Jesus. Uh, wow. Uh, okay. Brian, metaphor. I believe you have a story oh, to well, tell us. Well, I... I went to the Dallas Comic Con a, uh, a few weeks ago. It was great fun. had a had a great time. Met, met some celebrities, Captain Jack and uh, River Song, and uh, most excitingly for me, oddly, was actually Tilk from Stargate because I'd never met any Stargate actors, so that was really cool. But um, but they 
They also had Nichelle Nichols, you know, the original Uhura before J.J. Abrams came along and started fiddling with it, the history. You know, you don't have to say the original because as much as I love Zoe Saldana, I do not think of Uhura when I think of <laughs> Zoe Saldana. Uh, Avatar I, fan? I don't necessarily think of Gamora for that matter. <laughs> so. So. We go, we go in there into the panel and, and, um, they've got an interviewer up there on the stage and all pretty standard stuff. And, and, uh, he, he asks her, um, about, uh, the, the, the records and music records and songs and albums that she recorded between the original series Star Trek and, and when her, her movie career with the, with the Star Trek films took off. And uh, she started by telling this story about how back before she got into Star Trek, she, she got a job singing at a nightclub, um, and how she persuaded, um, the guy uh, who owned the nightclub to, to let her sing there and to pay her and, and, and the shenanigans and stuff about how she'd tell stories and kind of do a comedy stage routine. And he just hired her to sing. And it was all very interesting. And so then they asked her about, um, the types of, uh, how she met uh, Gene Roddenberry um, and how she got involved in Star Trek. And she told a story about how she got started working in this nightclub back before she started working on Star Trek and how she convinced this guy to uh, hire her to work in this nightclub. So then they asked her about her meeting with Dr. Martin Luther King and and how, the, uh, how she felt about that. And she's told this story about how she got a job in this nightclub by convincing this guy that she could sing multiple octaves and and do a comedy routine and by that point people were getting up and walking out and um all right i have a question for you was nichelle nichols drunk at this convention i i don't hang around a lot of drunks so i'm not really great at diagnosing it i was certainly sitting far too back to smell her breath but uh i i, I i'm not sure what was you know, wrong meds that morning or what, but they, the poor interviewer kept valiantly trying <laughs> over and over. And that was the only story. Every story she, no matter what topic you brought up, she would immediately die, act as if she'd been asked about this particular story in her life over and over and over. I think I heard it about seven times before the interviewer finally decided that, well, okay, we've made it to about 30 something minutes. I'm calling it. We're done. <laughs> you know, and I'm then she got of... up and sang a bit for us. And then told us the story about how she sung that song to get that job at that nightclub. Wow, I'm, I'm and it kind was of all, torn. It was Be all really awkward, and there were like, um, there there was one fan who kind of got up and asked the question about Dr. Martin Luther King to the, the microphone, and then she told the same story again. And I, according to what I heard from somebody else, that fan left like crying. <laughs> Oh, and it was wow. really kind of, um, you, you just, you know, I, I walked out of it and I turned to my friends and I said, well, that happened. <laughs> um, I, I think I would have started asking her about this nightclub. Uh, so I heard this interesting story about this nightclub job that you got once from learning how to like I, I'm pretty sure way. she just would have told the same story again with mm -hmm. equal enthusiasm as the last five times. Like, was it literally the exact same story? 
Well, in as much as she could remember the details, some of the details would change each time she told it, but but generally, you know, 80% the same story. You know, we, that was that was the first time that you actually saw Nichelle Nichols' dementia, and all you guys were all pissed off about it, where this woman is just, her, her brain is failing her, and you're being like, I can't believe that bitch told this nightclub story over and over and over what? again. That is just, uh, How perhaps you should ask her question. Yeah, I know. losing her shit. Yeah, I gotta say, that was the first thing that I thought of, too, which was, um, I feel like they, she was having a bit of a breakdown. Uh, wow. It's like, I, yeah, I, I'm torn, that was kind right? of how we all felt. Because <laughs> she's, she's been telling these same stories about Star Trek and Martin Luther King, probably, for, like, four or five decades at this point. So, maybe she doesn't want to tell the same story again. Alright, that's one side. But at the same time, you're at the fucking Comic-Con, and uh, people came to hear Uhura talk about, you know, Star Trek, and, and okay, we'll let you go into your real life with this Martin Luther King guy. So, like, I can kind of see it from both sides. But then, I look at it from the angle that, you know, she probably just has dementia, and, uh... You know, or she just, she had a brain fart, or, you know, she's ill or something. And, uh, I, I don't think I would have left. I think I would have sat there politely for the 38 minutes. Yeah. And then when it was over, got up and be like, well, that wasn't as cool as I thought, but oh well. <laughs> well, that most, most people stayed. I think <laughs> only probably about 5% of the people in the room actually had the nerve, guts, what uh, whatever you want to call it to a get up and walk out common human decency <laughs> yeah, yeah human, de <laughs> human decency like i went to i went to some panels at at pack south that did not live up to the hype but i didn't get up and walk out i was just like well all right i signed up for this so i'll just be here for another 30 minutes Going, gee, I wish these guys. Yeah, well, you, better, know, but, yeah, you know, I gotta whatever. say, I, I listen to some podcasts that are that are kind of like that. <clears throat> you talking about I mean, ours? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I we have never I beat a topic over that. <laughs> I feel like somebody's trying to is saying something about us and snow that's what? been pierced. No, it's oh, a, God. We're really good friends, Michael. Okay. I would never say or anything bad about any of my friends. that's been duped. <laughs> hey, you know, it's not, you know, I had, I was in, I was in a bad place and that <laughs> game hurt me. It touched me in a way that it's not supposed to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, it, uh, it's, it's not like I don't this mean podcast, to make light. It's not like this podcast like anybody ever asked us to be like, hey, why don't you talk about, uh, you know, Iron Man 3 and the future of the Marvel movies? And then we just went off again about, uh, you know, Ultron being made by Ant-Man and shit. <laughs> We've never done that. That's not what we would do. No. God no. forbid. Lord knows we have never done that with origin stores. Because <laughs> we're... Because we are professional, gentlemen. God damn it. Professional. <laughs> Entirely. Um. <laughs> yes. So, right. so yeah. I I do not have a clever and witty transition to roll into the subject <laughs> that we picked for this show, because uh, Brian's story basically sucked the life out of me. Yeah. 
It kind of um, made me sad. His story made yeah. me feel sad I mean, it was like, for humanity. <laughs> it, I, I, I'm sorry that you had this experience, Brian, but also I'm also kind of sorry for uh, Miss Swinson and her performance or whatever it is that caused that to happen. Whatever. I'll tell you what. I watched an old uh, Next Generation episode, and it reminded me of all of the weird things that occurred on that show. And in particular, it was uh, Season 3, Episode 8, I believe, The Price. Yeah. Have you guys seen this one? Oh, God, we've seen well, that. We've all oh, seen every Six episode. or seven times. Are, are you going to tell them what the episode is, uh, to, just to get people up to speed? Well, so the the Federation is hosting a summit to the the I guess it was the Barzan wormhole was discovered and the Barzans are like, okay, well, we're going to uh, entertain offers for control of this first stable wormhole because uh, uh, we would like to cash in on our discovery. And so uh, aboard the Enterprise is uh, a few delegates that are all there to negotiate for the rights to control this wormhole. And so uh, uh, aboard the ship is this guy. Uh, his name is uh, Daimon Goss. No, that's not right. Devani Rawl. Devanani Rawl. Rawl. Yeah. Yep. That's his pimp he's name. A, now, Daimon exactly. Goss was there, but... Uh, Devanani Rawl is the one that caught my attention because he, as soon as he walks into the room, starts mind-fucking Deanna Troy. And it is super fucking creepy. And eventually, throughout the course of the show, they hook up, but not before he is, like, balls deep in her mind pussy. Oh, Deanna Troy's <laughs> mind pussy. The subject <laughs> of so many episodes and a movie. <laughs> Oh, the mind pussy episode. Um, and it's so creepy. And at one point, he goes, like, having foot sex with her. And then there's the gymnastic scene. Like, why was that even in the so, episode? So was that, it just an excuse to get them in leotards no! and bend over and show their ass? Look, there's no other reason for the two of them to be together, it's not like they have a cafeteria where they can go and sit at lunchtime and talk about men's. No. Like, the chief, <laughs> the chief medical a water officer. cooler would have done just fine. They don't have those on the, on the ship. They it's a, a replicator. They have water in a social environment. Look, Beverly Crusher is doing doctor shit, right? And Deanna Troy is talking to people about, you know, I feel bad that my dad did not get me a puppy. And some shit. There's no reason for those two to be together. Just and and they are they are going all in on this discussion about Deanna Troy's the occupier of her mind pussy, right? You can't do that at ten forward, all right? That's like you don't go you don't go to the cafeteria at work and talk about the guy that is just drilling your ass is just just drilling your vagina with his fourteen inch penis. You don't do that, right? You need some privacy <laughs> well, for that. Wait, that's what that scene I, I is have for. To wait, say people don't that do that. Deanna Troy, not uh, Deanna civilized Troy was so affected by this guy <laughs> that this guy must have a good fourteen inches of mind cock. He must. 
And, he does. Uh, he's got a giant minecock. He does. <laughs> he's the Mandingo of minecocks. <laughs> anyway. Well, wow, I derailed this guy with my Mandingo I comment. I have a title suggestion. It's mine, Mandingo. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can get behind that, too. Uh, okay. Well, we so, discovered like, was, that this guy's hot <laughs> It was during the era of the show where they were like, what do our f- characters do for recreational activity? Well, they do athletics, like, you know, aerobics and Tai Chi and stuff. And Worf had his little Klingon Tai Chi class. And they, they that was when they started developing all of that because they said, they can't just hang out at a bar all the time. There's got, and the holodeck is expensive. What else can we do that oh, doesn't, no. that's not the <laughs> besides holodeck? Expensive? What? To film. Yeah, you got to build brand new sets every time you want to use it oh, or go on filming location. To film, not to that, use. The, yeah, yeah. I yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm looking from the writer's point of view. They said, well, uh, Tai Chi and Kung Fu athletics and stuff like that and aerobics, that's not hard to do. We can do that. So <laughs> so they, they, they started having a lot of episodes where people were fencing. That was when the there was also the fencing thing where they'd be right. sitting around playing with the swords. So that was just kind of yeah. in the future. People won't sit around and watch TV. They'll go out and do stuff with their free time. So. Like, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is what like real women do. I would assume that they do, but I don't know. But if I'm watching the next generation episode, I think if I see Deanna Troy and Beverly Crusher in one of their quarters and they're just sitting with a glass of wine talking about, how juicy this man's mind cock is. I'm like, uh, oh, all right. That's not really we what I expect with, from next generation, but okay. We gotta, go that's, with, we gotta go with, what? Do you don't, you don't think those kind of like conversations Like it's sex in the city. In like the that's future? a, that's a different, it's a different show yeah. though, right? Like yeah, it's for a what different it's worth, feel. For what it's worth, the script was written by a woman, so. Okay, I'm well, not touching that. Yeah, I have to say? <laughs> well, that has nothing to do with it. Yeah, I'm not touching yeah, that. Yeah, I one. think. I, I think maybe I, I don't think that she signed up to have them in leotards to talk about the the mind mandingo. I don't know. I think that's just the mind. But whatever, mandingo. not important. Uh, all I'm saying is, yeah, like having a Sex in the City vibe on a on a Next Generation episode would be out of place. I think it would it freak me out. So it's kind <laughs> of limited how you can get you can get those two together to discuss it, and really. I don't see Deanna talking to Worf about that, or Jordy, or Data, or like. There's nobody. There's right. no other known this characters. This guy was available for that. For her to talk to about, you know, how juicy this man's mind dick is. So, right, you know, right. She was available. We are just I get that. Fully embracing not, this it, vulgar ass <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> Welcome to the Sci Fidelity Podcast. My name is Steve. <laughs> Okay, did you forget where you are? Fair enough. <laughs> well, how would you describe uh, it, Michael? No, no, uh, what, no, this metaphor is fine. I just, oh, I find yeah, okay. it just, a minute ago, it didn't seem fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I find it amazing how just easily we have just wrapped ourselves in this metaphor. Like whoa, whoa. a warm whoopee. <laughs> you, you, you guys uh, speak for yourselves, okay? So I, I, I have not wrapped anything around the mind. I might get the there mind-cock. by the end of the episode, but so far I'm not there. So. By the end of the episode, I'm uh, all on right. Minecock. I'm just little, little, yeah, little Mind Viagra. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, um, Mind Cialis, sir. <laughs> 
All right, hang on. So can we let, let's move away from the minecock for a second because that episode is the same episode where uh they go. So Jordy and Data get a shuttlecraft. They go through the wormhole to see what's on the other side, and the Ferengi the are there, and the Ferengi go through as well, right? And so. Right. It, yes. At that point, it's in the Delta Quadrant because what we find out is that the Barzan wormhole is only stable on the Alpha Quadrant side. The other side yes. goes all over the fucking place, right. right? Yes. And the fucking Ferengi were there, and the Federation is there, and uh, Jordy was like, "Hey, uh, I'm picking up some some fluctuations. I don't think this is safe. I would recommend that we go in." And the Ferengi said. Fuck you, you blind motherfucker. We got our own readings. <laughs> you can suck my big-eared balls. And so that's why those two assholes got trapped in the Delta Quadrant. Hey, right. I so will say this. Jordy, it was cool Jordy when they and Data go through Voyager. the wormhole. Yeah, exactly. The fucking yeah. wormhole takes off like its dick was on fire. And those two <laughs> are yeah. like, uh, well, uh, we're fucked. And Picard was like, uh, our only well, hope is to appear on Voyager. Tell them to point Remember? their craft for the Delta Quadrant and <laughs> wait 20 years. Because <laughs> the visual was the wormhole was open, but you couldn't see it, right? It wasn't in the right, visible right. spectrum. And so majority was like, hey, it's fucking up. So we're going to go on through. And they're like, hey, the Ferengi are like, it's going to show up. In 53 seconds, and then we'll go through then, right? So, Jordy and Data take off. They get back home. The wormhole shows up 53 seconds later, and the Ferengi's like, see? There it is. And then, like Steve said, the fucking opening took off like its dick was on fire. It was just like, it's open? Hey, see? We're smarter than the... Holy shit, where'd it go? Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck. Damn right. <laughs> it was like flubber. <laughs> It was. It was amazing. I loved that part. Or, or uh, what was uh, Explorers or Flubber? Explorers or Flubber? Explorers. Either one of those. Yes. Explorers. Yes. Explorers. yes. That, that was that was a great. good episode. Oh, and that was when. So that episode was the episode of I, I like to call it Pimp versus Pimp, right? Because you had Debonani Raw, <laughs> who's a mind pimp, but then the Federation, uh, the Federation negotiator, he got poisoned or some shit. And so they're like, yeah, well, the Ferengi's poisoned him. The Ferengi poisoned him. They're like, well, who is going to be the Federation pimp? And of course, Riker jumped up and be like, hey, you know who you know who oh, your yeah. pimp is? Riker was Riker as fuck in this episode. <laughs> he was fairly Riker in this episode. <laughs> so he, he it was, was Riker pimping all over the place. How you doing? It was Riker I'm pimp Riker. versus Debonani pimp. And it's just like, it's like two pimps just button heads. It's like watching Rams in mating season. It's just like, oh, I'm <laughs> pimping out here. I'm pimping out here. Who's, who's the bigger pimp? Jonathan And so, Fry, and so Fry, there was Riker a scene gets... in 10 Forward where Devanani Rawl is like, hey, uh, you know, I'm getting at your bitch, right? And uh, Riker was like, <laughs> <laughs> I totally set that on the side. I ain't worried about it. <laughs> I'll just say this. Look, I, I didn't use that up. I don't even know. You do what you want with it. You want my soft, soft sloppy seconds? Then by yeah. all means, you do that. I'll just secondhand pimp. I hit it. I'll and just quit say it. this. Jonathan Frakes, every morning he woke up and said to himself, always be Rikery. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on chairs funny. 
yeah. and whack her the fuck out of this. Yeah, I did like that the scene in Ten Forward. I remember that was. I think that was my favorite scene in that episode. <laughs> well, because he like called him on it. He did. Devonani Raw was like, "Oh, you know, you know, my friend, I'm in your business. I'm hitting it." And Riker's like, <laughs> "You just played my trap card." <laughs> Riker's like, "Hey, I just want Deanna to be happy. So if you make her happy, that's cool with me." I'm a pimp, man. I don't need that chick. I got. I go to Risa. I get all the smooth. women I want. Yeah, it was damn <laughs> it was smooth. smooth. It's fucking smooth as shit. No, Riker. Oh, I don't, I don't. Riker did look that man did in his eyes and said in so many words, "You're her right now, man." <laughs> I see what happens when you. the negotiation is over. <laughs> yes. I worried about you. Yeah. Uh, you're the man she with right now. Um, but I'll be the man she with, you know, for good. So. Yeah. Uh, check back with me around, uh, Star Trek Insurrection or Star Trek Nemesis and see where she yeah. at. No. Yeah, check with back me. Here, son. <laughs> check with back me here. with, uh, season three, episode nine. Um. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, uh, uh, your head is on her pillow, but it's my mind cock that's in her mind pussy. And by the way, I guess at that moment it was a little DP no, in the mind no, pussy. No, actually, whatever. Oh, actually wow. he just looked him dead in the eyes and just said, Imzani, motherfucker! Do <laughs> 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 you know who I am? I am Imzani, man! <laughs> You ain't got shit on me. <laughs> he also he also tried to call him on being uh, number two, right? Oh yeah, he, he oh, was yeah. trying all Talking kinds of shit, shit to get in his mm-hmm. head. <laughs> what what Devonani Rawl did not realize is that he was not the first person to bring up that he was second in command of the Federation flagship. People have been doing that shit to him for the last three seasons. So he's used to it. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, this is a cushy-ass job, right? Cushy-ass job. Fucking flagship. Uh, well, to be fair to Riker, you know, sooner or later, Picard's going to become an admiral, right? I mean, this seems logical and plausible, and, and so, you know, you didn't know hey. Troy was going to crash the ship. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, remember all good things? Who was flying the Enterprise yeah. K or whatever the fuck it was? Uh, no, it was Riker. still the D. What? Was that still, was still the D? D? I, the three nacelle thing? Yeah, it was yeah still the, the three D. nacelle with the yeah, giant yeah, it was phaser just the cannon. Souped up D, yeah. <laughs> no, wow, they don't even know they don't even know how uh how name classes work anymore. Okay, that's no, cool. Yeah, well, speaking of a souped up D, oh, never mind, I didn't have nothing for that. <laughs> yeah. That's the Debonati Raw. Uh, yeah. <laughs> souped up that double dude D. Was so creepy. Hey, he gave me the absolute creeps. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, he needs to you know blink more. I'm convinced that that man has a a blink problem. He needs to blink every once in a while and and move. Now, I, I wonder what that says about me. Because every time that guy was on the screen, like, my skin started to crawl. I didn't even, this is like from the beginning. I didn't even know that he was about to dive headfirst into the mind pussy. And I was like, you know what? You know what? It's, it's almost like some of those like guys pistol. that are super, super positive. But this guy, instead of being like the up tempo, like up with people kind of thing, he's very 
mellow. He's like trying to play Joe Cool, like he's James Bond or something, like the Pierce Brosnan James Bond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he just yeah. ain't pulling it off. He's he's gone. He's gone over the line of creep factor. <laughs> he's in the, he's in the creep tastic area. Creep yeah. zoned. I don't know. Creep zone. He's uh, <laughs> he's kind of that guy you meet at the frat party that you try to get away from as quickly as possible, uh, and you certainly don't let any of your female friends drink any drink that he has prepared. <laughs> yes. You yes. Also had very different experiences. Yes. I never had creepy Roofy dudes guy. hitting on me at frat parties. I didn't say they were hitting on you directly. He's just that guy you know is probably trying to date rape somebody, and you don't want to have anything to do with that guy. <laughs> Because I don't even want to be an accessory to a rape. Okay. Roofy Ron? Are we talking about Roofy, Roofy Ron? Roofy Yeah. <laughs> you talking about Roofy Raw? Yeah, I know that, brother. Roofy Raw. Do not introduce Roofy Raw. Do you know Roofy Raw? Do not introduce that guy to your sister. Really. Do not introduce yeah. that guy. Who is Roofy Raw? Raw. Roofy Roll. Debanani Roll. Debanani Roofy Roll. Oh, I see. Okay. Jesus okay. Christ, man. If, if, if no, you, I didn't catch. If you well, there's having... a Star Wars character named Voofy Raw, so that's what I was <laughs> like. Is there some connection here? Only you, Brian. <laughs> Only you. <laughs> but and, sudden, you know... and now we're all going to break out into our organized song of Only You. <laughs> you know, if you don't if you don't have half Betazoid mind powers, yeah, I think the next best thing would be Roofies, which is just makes that guy just a creep. Just a creep tastic motherfucker. You know what there just... was there was an interesting little bit. Deanna is at the, at the very start of the episode. Deanna Troy is having a bad day and she's like, she <laughs> wants to have a, an ice cream sundae and she's negotiating with the computer. Like, look, I don't want your perfectly biologically balanced ice cream and chocolate. I want the real bad for me loaded with sugar and fat ice cream sundae with real chocolate. And the computer's like, well, <laughs> What? You're gonna have to do an override on that. Uh, you, you know, you know I don't have do real that, chocolate right? in here, right? Everything's replicated. You, you get that, right? It's, it's called a replicator. Damn it, Deanna Troy, you don't know shit, do you? I'm trying to keep you healthy, bitch. What's next? You want some Romulan ale on your fucking Sunday? Stupid ass motherfucker! Computer had to say that. You don't know shit, do you, Deanna? God damn it. <laughs> this is, this is be, a resource management issue. It must be a day <laughs> don't in need those wire, calories. Deanna's asking me another stupid fucking question. Uh, well, that, yeah, yeah, she she still wins in the end. She kills the ship. <laughs> yeah, well. I want a Sunday. Ow. <laughs> Does she kill the ship? Let's be honest. Yes, Riker was in, it into Viridian 3. Riker was in command of the ship. Okay. Yeah, but she was steering. <laughs> she was steering because it Riker had already said, look, hit that planet over there. Look, look, <laughs> look, they they made her get behind the wheel after it bl- after the warp core blew up and knocked it towards the planet. It's not as if she's like, hey, let me just drive this at Viridian 3. Well, no, well, that was a control Okay, crash. okay. I, I would agree with that, except they put her behind the wheel again in uh, Star Trek Nemesis, and she crashed it again, admittedly, then on orders. I'm, I'll just say this. <laughs> to keep our vulgar analogy going, I am perfectly willing to agree that she Lorena bobbited that minecock. <laughs> 
Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. At yeah. the end, yeah, yeah. yeah he, she cut him off. <laughs> she she fucking so blew up his pimp spot. What the fuck was that? He's like, hey, guess what? Uh, he's been mind fucking all of y'all. And he's like, hey, girl, what the fuck? I thought we that's the girl. equivalent of setting his jaguar on fire. <laughs> he Lisa left eye Lopez. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Right. She left eyed his ass. I'm gonna burn your house down because I think you were talking at women. <laughs> Talking to women, but you know what? Well, the cool thing was he won, right? Like he got he got the he got the the Barzans to accept his offer, and then guess what? Jordy and Data pimp up, and they're like, "Yeah, guess what? That thing ain't worth shit. It ain't worth a well, motherfucking well, thing." Well, it probably was worth something, but nowhere was, near what they were selling it for. <laughs> at, at the end of the negotiations, Devanani Rawl had like won the whole fucking thing like he had uh colluded with the ferengi to get a, a exclusive deal with them the other contributor for the whatever plutonium 238 or whatever the mineral was that they were offering <laughs> right was that a Marvin the Martian he reference? had secured that yeah. <laughs> holy shit and uh so he had the unobtainium ref uh, the unobtainium negotiated into the price so like this guy was like sweeping up so in terms of the negotiating aspect he had mind fuck the the barzan prime minister or whoever that was negotiating <laughs> completely and uh so i mean that was a neat aspect of it but you know deanna in the bridge there where where he's like <laughs> i totally got this i'm gonna negotiate with the ferengi here right in front of you so you can just see me with my total dominance. Anyway. <laughs> you got this plot blown up. So, for the next episode, are we going to do the one where uh, Dr. Crusher gets her boots knocked by by uh, Casper the Friendly yeah. Ghost? Yeah, yeah. That creepy-ass episode. Because <laughs> that episode that says, hey, uh, yeah. rape don't stop at death. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Shit. Why? Why? Fuck it. That's it. Pip us out, Steve. <laughs> There's we no have recovery a website, from that. Which, you know, it's not much, but it's got a few things that might be useful to you. Like all of our links to social media, it's sci fi show.net all together, no hyphens or anything like that. Sci fi show.net. You can get to our Twitter and our Facebook and our Google Plus page. And that's where we post all of the episodes that, well, if you're listening this far, you've obviously heard some of it. So. Uh, the other thing that you can find there is the Extra Life section. If you buy stuff on Amazon, and pretty sure that you do because everyone does, you can do us a solid by clicking on that link to get to Amazon before you go shopping. Until next time, I'm Steve. This is Michael. <laughs> this is Patrick. This is Brian. Don't count your wormholes until they've hatched. See ya. <laughs>